Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. WQAD Podcast Network. The Cities with Jim Mertens, a production of WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region, a podcast in partnership with WQAD. What's going on in the Quad Cities? Activities, events, fun, politics, sports, local issues and opinions. And now, your host, Jim Mertens. I'm Jim Mertens and this is The Cities. We're now told there's plenty of COVID-19 vaccines available, despite extra caution being used with the one-dose Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Tens of millions of people have gotten the Moderna, the Pfizer, or even the J&J shots. But even so, tens of millions of other people still need to be vaccinated, and some of them have very little intention of getting the shot. I talked with Scott County Health Department Clinical Services Manager Roma Taylor about this latest phase in the fight against the COVID-19 pandemic. People are hearing all this information day in and day out and that they're just tired of it all and, and just don't want to have anything to do with COVID or the vaccine. That, and that is very understandable, but we just need people to just hang on a little longer. Um, now that we have the vaccine in the community, and there are multiple sites where people can get vaccine. We just need people to get out there and get their vaccine so that we can try to get our lives back to some normalcy. Is that the case now though? Because if you think of the first of the year, you had lines, you had people trying to beat down the doors to get a vaccine, and now you're asking people to come in. Have we reached kind of that point where, all right, these are the people that really wanted the shot. Now we got to coax everyone else to do it. We asked, in the beginning, we did not have enough vaccine that we were receiving into the state. And so we really had to limit who that vaccine was going to. We had to focus on our highest risk population, our elderly, and those with um, health conditions. Now that they've ramped up the production of the vaccine and that we have um, three different vaccines on the market, we're able to provide vaccine to anyone that wants it. There is vaccine available through um, many of our health agencies. What is the uh, pause, as they're calling it, of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine going to have as far as an impact is concerned? Because let's be honest, the majority of the shots you've been giving out are Pfizer and Moderna. So the difference between the Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson & Johnson vaccine is the Pfizer, Moderna, are their two-dose series. The Johnson & Johnson vaccine is a one-dose series. So for individuals that don't like to get shots, of course, they were hoping to hold out for the one shot and done. But we have a lot of Pfizer and Moderma vaccine in our community. Anybody that wants to get the two dose series can get it. Well, and Dr. Katz was pretty much saying that he believes the Johnson & Johnson pause, once again, I'm using that word, uh, uh, the temporary suspension, so to speak, of using the J&J vaccine will be very short-lived. And we're only talking about six, I, sh- I don't want to diminish the six cases, but we're talking about six cases out of seven million shots given. Right, and I ask, also ask people to think about individuals that are diagnosed with COVID disease, they also develop blood clots. And we know that there are more and more people 
<clears throat> diagnosed with the, the disease then have received the vaccine. The six people that, that are, are reported <clears throat> to have gotten the blood clots are all women. I mean, is this something that you would suggest that women not get the J&J shot, that they should get the Pfizer and the Moderna shot just to be extra uh, cautious? So right now, because we don't want people waiting to see what's going to happen um, with the J&J vaccine, I'm going to recommend that all women, all men go ahead, make an appointment to get the Pfizer or the Moderna vaccine, and then we'll wait and see what the experts say next week. As you said, the priority was uh, the elderly, uh, those people that were living in enclosed structures such as long-term facilities. And then you went out to the teachers and, and other people. That, that was your first big two waves of getting the vaccine. What have you seen now? I mean, do you see a number of cases still in long-term facilities? Or do you notice that schools have been able to have a very successful school year without major breakouts of COVID-19? Because we've been able to get our healthcare workers vaccinated, our long-term care residents and their staff vaccinated, we are seeing less and less cases in those, in those areas. Um, the schools, we are actually not seeing cases in the teachers. We are seeing cases in the students that can't be vaccinated. And that's because so many of the teachers received the vaccination. Is, is that, is that the, the way that you're seeing it right now? That's what you're thinking is what happened? Right, because our teachers, they went to the clinics, they got their vaccine, but we don't have a vaccine for the young children under 16. Health officials right now are concerned that the number of COVID cases, particularly hospitalizations of those 30 years old and younger is really growing quickly. Um, <clears throat> is that another case that perhaps it's, it's, they've got the COVID fatigue, they're not being careful, and they also haven't gotten the vaccination? Right. We know that younger individuals, they're getting tired and we understand that. But it's important that they continue to take those precautions and get their vaccine so that we can prevent cases in that age group. It's important that they remember that if they're not getting vaccinated, then they're able to spread this to our younger children, but also to those uh, people with high risk chronic diseases that have not been vaccinated yet. And those are the people that are going to get very, very ill. When we look at the numbers right now, and I know that you guys are looking at the numbers daily on how many people have COVID, who's getting the COVID, and how it compares to before. Dr. Katz is saying we're pretty much in a fourth wave that started about a month ago. Um, and we've seen real big spikes. You think of the November spikes, that was very scary. Are you worried that as we go into spring that this fourth wave could get worse than what we're seeing right now? I am worried because of, as the weather gets nice, people are out and about more. And they're not taking the precautions of wearing their mask and social distancing. And for those individuals that are not vaccinated, that puts them at a higher risk and anyone that they're around at a higher risk. So what is your suggestion right now? I mean, obviously, the continuation of masking up, the continuation of washing your hands and keeping social distancing, but also the, the getting that shot right away. But that shot isn't necessarily a panacea. It's not going to solve every problem. No, it's not going to solve every problem. But it is going to help us to get closer to herd immunity in our in our community. And so the more people that get vaccinated, um, the more people that are protected, we do ask individuals to continue 
to wear their masks, continue to social distance when they can't be outside in open air, or um, and also to just wash hands, do those things that keep them protected and safe. When you're looking at trying to get more people vaccinated, you're, you're, you're dealing with people who are anti-vaxxers, and you're also dealing with people in minority communities that have a history of being wary, let's say, of vaccinations as well as a public health. What are you saying for this next phase to those people to get those shots when they're really hesitant to do that? I tell people to do your research. Go to those reputable sites that have information like CDC, um, ask the questions, read the information. This vaccine is safe. We've had millions of people that have been vaccinated. We know that these are safe vaccines. It's important for us if we want to get back to some normalcy that everyone get vaccinated. But do your research. Anita Ludwig with uh, Rock Island County Health Department said, and I'll quote here, we know you're tired of the pandemic and we are too. Tell me about the situation for public health. Um, this is something that you've been dealing with nonstop for 13, 14 months right now. Um, when we're talking about the citizens being tired of COVID, you would think the clinical staff is as well. Some days, um, yes, we, we do get tired, but we have to look at um, the big picture and we have to remember that we just have to stay the course and keep sharing the information with people, keep encouraging them to get vaccinated, to wear their masks, to social distance, to wash hands. We can come through this if we all work together. We can get through this. You yourself have been at this for 40 years in public health. You're <laughs> retiring in May. First off, congratulations. You hung on for an extra year because you were going to retire last year because of COVID-19. Um, this is like a, a, a career building moment that comes at the end of your career. Are you just surprised at how uh, this pandemic actually became as bad, if not much worse than some people thought it would be? Yes, I am. In the beginning, I thought um, I was going to leave in June. I thought I'll stay to the end of the year when things start to quiet down. I thought that we'd get the education out there. Uh, we did the contact tracing. We did contact tracing in last summer, seven days a week. We contacted individuals to let them know they'd been exposed and what to do, what precautions to take. We provided education in our community as much as we could. And so I thought things really would slow down. And then in the fall, things actually got worse. And so we started talking about vaccinations and that a vaccine was coming and we wanted to get prepared for that. So I had had some experience planning um, H1N1 clinics in the community. And so I thought I could be of some help to help get the, the COVID clinics um, scheduled in our community. And so I stayed. Now that the COVID clinics are up and running, um, things are going great. We have um, community health care. We have Unity Point. We have Genesis. We have health care providers that are giving vaccines. And so there's multiple places where people can go and get vaccine and get protected. So I think it's time to go. That's Scott County Health Department Clinical Services Manager, Roma Taylor. 
Thanks for listening to The Cities with Jim Mertens. And watch The Cities Thursday nights at 7, Sunday afternoon at 4, and Monday night at 6 on WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region. WQAD Podcast Network.